Welcome to another fun-filled hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Kim Nagui, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you, you can catch all the live shows that are airing throughout the week. So if you're able to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. And speaking of the Sports on Chicago, please follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, the audio version, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine box as you're ready. W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms. And give War Media a follow while you're at it at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on all social media platforms. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on a podjectly fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions during our two-hour extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show? You can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid or something wild that we do not approve of, I'm giving Lakino full power to give you fools to build and be a boot. I know she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you, you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. Celebrate with the squad, give the program, and, and, join, and join the movement. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and access Sports on Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have a Chromebook like I'm using right now, your PC iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your Android phone, just uh, any of those devices, just download that Roku TV app and access Sports Zone, Sports Zone Chicago. So celebrate with the squad, get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Yes, anytime, anywhere, wherever you, you want. So if it's at 2 in the morning, you need something to watch, you know, and listen to, you know, come join our, listen to our, watch our show, Sean and Maya, uh, Smoke Fellas, uh, What's Up Cuz, all the other great shows, other stuff we got coming up. What's up, Lamont, our buddy Lamont here, checking in on Facebook, and uh, Sid, uh, as you guys can see the scroll on the screen there, let's get to it and talk some bulls, wah, wah. Uh, lose a tough one, lose, lose a tough one against Boston. This after losing DeMar DeRozan on Monday, you know, with a quad, you know, he tripped over Al Horford's foot. You kind of tell that he, you know, he did pull something. So, you know, but you look at at least the other you know, Bulls, you know, they could have been blown out, but they didn't. You know, Zach Levine did what he could. Some of the other uh, supporting guys did what they could to try, you know, to keep it going. You know, but it wasn't enough. You know, the Bills were able to hold them off. But Wednesday's game against uh, the Wizards, I, I. Uh, our buddy, I, I, I'll do this. Yo, shout out to our, our, our buddy, uh, Big Dave Watson from CHGO uh, Bulls. 
you know, they do, you know, Matt Pack and Will got leave. Of course, no, you know, we got to get Will on. Of course, Matt, a friend of this show yeah. as well. Excuse me. Uh, the Wizards, they didn't have Porzingis. They didn't have Beal, though. They're both still, you know, Beal's been out for a mm-hmm. while, but Porzingis has now with a, I think, with a, a hamstring. They should. The, they the didn't Bulls, have Daniel Gafford, a former bull, either. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, they should have, you know, even though they didn't have the Rosen, they should have won this game. They were up 15 at the half. The Wizards scored 41 points in the third. Let me say that again 41 points in the third. Kyle Kuzma, of course, you know, he's still there. He had 21 points leading the way there. Uh, excuse me, I can't talk today because <laughs> I'm so upset. Uh, Marcus Moore, <laughs> Monte Morris, I should say, had uh, 17 points for them. And yeah, yeah, there might have been some, yeah, the, 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 the calls were iffy and stuff like that, but there was no excuse for the Bulls to lose against a uh, winner team. Yeah, no disrespect to Kuzma, you know, Taj Gibson, you know, former Bull had nine points. You know, so we still love Taj here, but mm-hmm. there was no way in the world. They were only seven for 23 from free three point range. I'm talking about the, the Wizards. Yeah, the foul discrepancies were a little bit off, but there was no excuse. The Bulls should have held that lead. You know, we know DeRose, this is where they missed DeRose. DeRose would not have let that, you know, get to that point. So, Sid, what do you think? I mean, if you saw our buddy uh, Big Dave's rant on the, uh, the post came on CHGO, CHGO Bulls. I kind of have to agree. You should not have lost against the Wizards. Mm-hmm. No, no, no shade to the, the Wizards. You know, no shade to those guys. You know, that's actually a pretty with Porzingis and Beal. That's actually a pretty decent team. But uh, said so go ahead because I'm, 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 I'm losing it here. <laughs> yeah, it all uh, comes down to team defense, Lakina. We talked about it all year. Uh, the Bulls, especially letting guys up the middle in, in the lane. Uh, that's been a problem all year long. It was a problem the other night at Washington, and that's how the Wizards got back in the game. It, I, I know it's human nature for any team to get up big to just uh, take their foot off the gas, but the Bulls, they're not that team that you could just take your foot up all, off the gas and then put it put your foot back down when you feel like you, you're not that type of team. You're not Golden State. You're not Denver. You're not Phoenix when healthy, and you're not Milwaukee or Philadelphia, so you cannot afford to do that. You had to put your – uh, pedal to the metal, excuse expression, and play 48 minutes. And the Bulls did not do that. It came down to the third quarter. That was a big difference in the game. And Zach Levine, he did with all he could. I get to his dis- lack of decision making in just a moment. But outside of Zach Levine, you really didn't get much help. I know Kobe White scored 13 points off the bench, and Alex Caruso came up with some uh, big buckets in that fourth quarter. But outside of that, Zach Levine did not get much help. And the Bulls uh, played catch up in the fourth quarter. Actually, they tied the game late with, on a three-point attempt for Zach Levine. And then you let Kyle Kuzma go off and, 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 and give the Wizards the lead, which led up to the win. But Lakina, we always talk about this in football all the time, uh, especially when we reference uh, Bill Belichick or Bill Belichick, as we call him on this show, uh, situational football. You have to know the situation in basketball, too. The Wizards took the, took the lead at 197. I know Zach Levine was complaining about a, a potential no-foul call at the end there when he took the two instead of the three. Still take the three. Five, anything can happen within five seconds, Lakina. Mm-hmm. You still mm-hmm. take the three. And if you make it great, if you miss it, so be it. But I am so sick and tired of this team, in particular Zach Levine. I know DeMar DeRozan, I know he didn't play, but DeMar DeRozan is still uh, is starting to get the calls now. But I know Zach Levine is still not getting the calls. I know some instances is justified, but I am so sick and tired of him complaining every single damn time. Know the situation. Take the three. Instead of doing that, you take the two, miss it. Then right before the time runs out, you complain to the referee. 
get your ass back out there, play defense, and foul the player. It, it, it makes no sense. You cannot blame this. I know some people want to blame Bill, Billy Donovan for this, but uh, the players got to hold themselves accountable. This is Zach Levine. We got to look himself in the mirror right here. He's been playing well over the last couple of weeks, Lakina, and then for that to happen the other night, he just uh, regressed, uh, regressed some in my eyes. Well, and also, too, Vooch was wide open. So, you know, he was right there where the three spot is. I mean, you know, if we can hit the three, and look, if he misses it, you know, okay, that's fine. At least he was wide open. At least he tried, and you saw the guy. But I don't know what, you know, Zach's mindset was. He had a brain fart there, I guess. You know, I don't know why he didn't just take the three and take the chance of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know who that was that, that, that was uh, near him. I forgot who it was. But, uh, you know, if he fouls you, okay, fine. You know, make three three throws. If you miss mm-hmm. it, if he blocks it, okay, yeah. But at least, you know, you try it. Now, we know everybody's been saying, hey, let, 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 let Zach get a chance to try it. Okay, he did, and he failed miserably. His com- the comments afterwards didn't help him. So, but it looks like he's banged up too, so he might miss you know, tonight's game against OKC. You know, it looks like DeRose is going to be out as well. Even with that, I mean, I know there's, there's got to be somebody in the Windy City Bulls roster they, they may have to uh, bring up to kind of you know, mm-hmm. try to sort of you know, keep things, you know, team. But uh, the Thunder, you know, they pulled off a couple upsets too. We'll, we'll get that in a second this week. That, you know, we'll, we'll get to that in a mm-hmm. minute. But it's sort of one of those things where, look, even though despite all this, they're still like right there in the middle of it in the play-in. The East, you know, a lot of the teams have kind of, you know, come at us a little bit. I'll get to my, uh, my Pacers, unfortunately, they've had a couple of bad uh, <laughs> losses. So they've been, you know, coming back to earth a little bit. You know, the Knicks have been up and down. Uh, the Sixers, I know MB's been out and such, but, you know, they're still, you know, the Heat are kind of up and down. Atlanta, they've been, they kind of regressed a little bit mightily. So, Oddly enough, the Bulls actually still have a shot to try to at least, you know, if not, you know, get out of the play, but at least get to that top six. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, it, it's the little things you got to clean up. They got to clean up the little things. They got to get everybody's got to stay healthy. They got to see if they can, you know, get, you know, maybe the Winnie City Bulls got to try to help out and give them that little bit of a spark. So it's despite of all that, they're still like right there. So I know people are, are, are you know, mad and upset, but look, 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 it could be a lot worse. That's all I'll say about that. You're listening to Second City Sports and the Hashtag Football Friday Edition right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in the living color. Sid McKinnon here discussing the Chicago Bulls. We'll discuss the rest of the NBA uh, coming up on the flip side of this break. Lakina, there's a couple of positive signs that we could take from the Bulls this week. I'll jump on your side of, of the fence here, no pun intended. I like the way Ayo Dusumu has been playing and uh, mm-hmm. uh, getting back his starting position. I know he had eight points and four rebounds and three dimes uh, on Wednesday against the Washington wrists, but his defense has stepped up a little bit. He's been a little bit more aggressive offensively, too. Uh, the One of the questions coming into the season uh, was, can he run the show? I think at times he could do that, but he's, st- he's still learning. And I like the way he, he's been playing over, the, over these last few games. Nikolai Butsujevic, in the loss at Boston on Monday, he had 21 points, 13 rebounds. He had 15 and 10 against Washington uh, on on Wednesday, but I would like to see him, especially if, if obviously if Zach Levine cannot play tonight against OKC, uh, Vucevic becomes the main guy. And if that's the case, this is a perfect time for the Bulls to establish mm-hmm. him, especially in the post. Yep. How many times we talked about it, Lakina, throughout the season? Uh, Vucevic is looking to get the ball in the post more than, than last year. He has some uh, matchup advantages last year. That didn't happen on a consistent basis. Uh, it, it started off hot in the season and cooled off for a while, but now mm-hmm. we're starting to see Vucevic uh, demanding the ball in the post. Hopefully the Bulls can do that a little bit more, and they can do that starting tonight against OKC. 
And they should be able to do that, too. I mean, we know Vooch has actually been playing very well. He's also been one of the bright mm-hmm. spots in this two-game uh, losing streak. So if he has to kind of be like the floor general or be kind of like the leader, he should be able to do that. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Io, I'm sure he'll step up tonight. P. Will should be able to step up tonight as well. I don't know if Javante Green is going to be able to play. I, you know, he did practice limited, you know, all week. So we'll see if he'll be he'll be able to play tonight. I mean, I know OKC. I know they got the Bulls in their first meeting, but mm-hmm. you know, they're they're sort of like one of those teams where you don't know which one you're going to get. I know they got a lot of great young talent on there, but mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting. And also to the Bulls, you know, we'll get to their, the rest of their schedule uh, after the break. But you know, they got Golden State State. They, uh, which is a, on a Sunday. Well, we'll again, we'll, we'll talk about that once we uh, <laughs> get to that. They got. You know, Detroit over in Europe, they should be able to win that game because, uh, you know, Cade Cunningham is out for the year. So they should, you know, I know they've been up and down too. So they should be able to win that game. Atlanta, Atlanta, they got to play, uh, not this Monday, but next Monday. Then they got Indiana. Mm-hmm. They've kind of, they've kind of, you know, like I said, they've fallen back to earth. Charlotte, um, Orlando. So they've got, they got a shot to get some wins here. And, all we need is the consistency. That's been the big problem for the Bulls this year. It's been the, the lack of consistency. And I think that's been sort of the thing that's really been annoying me. And, uh, you know, tonight is a uh, mooch night. I think that's what uh, our uh, my mom would say, mm-hmm. a mooch night. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll probably have a career game and such. He'll probably, you know, hopefully the Bulls win, you know, even better. So I'm I was sure going to ask you, too, yeah, what do you expect from tonight's game? Assuming that DeMar and or Zach doesn't play, uh, besides being a mooch night, uh, what are the players that you 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 I expect see. to see step up tonight? I'm looking for P. Will to step up and Io Desuma to continue uh, his great play. I'm yeah, looking think, at those yeah, two plays for tonight. Yeah, I think Io will have a have a big night. I think he'll have a breakthrough tonight. I think with especially, especially since like the, like Zach and Demar will not play, like you said. I ha- <laughs> I could see him, you know, getting you know some minutes here. I think Caruso, you know, has a big you know showing here on the defensive side, especially. You know, so I think Drummond. You know, we know Andre Drummond. You know, he could have have a big, you know, night tonight. Uh, you know, Dragos might have a big night too. So yeah, this this is the time for all the other guys to kind of step up. And you know, I'm sure they've heard all the all the critiques and all the you know the criticism and stuff. So hopefully they'll be able to get back up there. And they should be able to look because like I said, they got after this after this game, we'll actually have to Golden State. You know, we'll get to them in a sec after the break. But they have, they have a lot of very winnable games, so they can make a move here. So I just need them to be consistent. That's been sort of like the problem with the Bulls. But we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight and uh, yeah, the rest of the weekend. Yeah, as we said uh, on the last couple of shows, Lakeen, the Bulls just need one good long winning streak, Correct. and they're right back in this thing. So yep. th- there should be no excuses. So we'll see what happens uh, uh, going up the road as we uh, now in the middle of the month of January. Lakina, we, uh, we're, we're going to let you cool off. I, I cool off too. We got more <laughs> yes. of the NBA to talk about, including off. last night's classic double overtime finish between mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk about the all-star balloting, which I think one player should be on that ballot, and one player who's actually on the ballot that should not be on the ballot. We'll discuss. We'll get into some college basketball and a whole lot more. As you listen to the hashtag Friday, hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports, we're live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. 
These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's going to be on the IG. We have less than 90 minutes left for this extravaganza we call a Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to hit us up in the comments section, you can do so at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's review last night's action from the NBA. As we always do, we go backwards to get, give you the best and worst from the from the association from the past week. Let's go to Thursday night's action, which was last night. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers lose to Harburger and double overtime to the Dallas Mavericks, 
119 to 115. Luka Doncic had a triple double, 35 points, 14 rebounds, and 13 mm -hmm. assists. He hit uh, the, the game time three pointers to send the game into overtime, and he hit the game time three pointers to send the game into double overtime. We're going to break down the box score in just a minute, Lakina, but I want to jump into the play that I watched in real time and in, in, at the end of the regulation. Troy Brown Jr. had a chance to mm -hmm. win the game for the Lakers. He was clearly fouled by Tim Hardaway Jr. LeBron James has usually complained to the refs that it was a no call. Usually the refs trying to swallow the whistle uh, during the last two minutes of a game. Lakina, do you believe a foul should have been called um, in, during the last seconds of regulation last night? This sort of like the similar thing would happen with uh, the Rose a couple of weeks back. I forgot uh, which team. It was kind of a similar play. They didn't foul. Mm -hmm. They didn't call for a foul. It'll be interesting to see if they come out and say, hey, that should have been a foul called. So, you know, go figure with that one because that's happened to the Bulls about three or four times already this year. But, uh, yeah, I think it should have been a foul call. You know, they were going to, you know, of course, you know, folks were going to get, you know, upset and, you know, have their, you know, get their in the skis. But, uh I mean, there was no excuse. I mean, look, Luca, look, Luke did, did what Luca, you know, does. You know, the triple double and, and such. And look, the Lakers, they, I think they just finished ran out of gas. I mean, you had 28 points off the bench for Westbrook, unfortunately. But like I said, I think you, know, especially when it got to double overtime, you could tell a lot of those guys were yeah. gas. So a lot of it was fatigue, and Luca and the Mavs were able to take advantage of that. And Luca finally got some help last night for once. <laughs> Spencer yeah. did with 17 points. Uh, Reggie Bullock, seven points. But Tim Hardaway Jr., as I mentioned, he did foul Troy Brown Jr. He wasn't called, but he ended up with 22 points on the game. But Christian Wood stepped up, in my opinion, had his best game of the year in 47 minutes. of Actually, he had 24 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. Also, dish out six assists as well. He was dominating the Lakers inside last night. They're, they're Luka and everybody else is finding him wide open underneath the basket. I don't know if you, you were paying attention to that, but yeah, he got most of his shots from the inside last night. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, I think they need more of that. I mean, Hardaway Jr. and Wood need to step up more, especially Luca. You don't want Luca to, you know, to kind of you know, run out of uh, gas, mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the season. So they're going to need, you know, Hardaway and Wood to be do that consistently. So hopefully they'll be able to to do just that. But uh, another game that I was keeping my yeah, eye on. Just one more thing, Lakina, before we move on. Uh, I don't know if you saw this stat during the telecast last night from TNT. Since the Lakers won the title in 2020, which is now. Uh, three seasons ago, the Lakers uh, used the most players in their lineup in the NBA over the three-year span, which was 52. 44 of those players only played one season, and their winning percentage before last night's game was at 48. percent Yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little bit crazy. Yeah. but uh, yeah, you know that that's a little. I mean, had a lot of defections and such. So yeah, we'll see. You know, now going into uh, Cleveland and Portland, you know, Cleveland got, got a nice one after uh, losing a tough one to Utah and Donovan Mitchell's mm -hmm. first return back to. We'll get to that in a second, but you know, they, they bounced back, you know, and beat uh, Portland one nineteen one thirteen. Uh, Mitchell, speaking of, had twenty six points leading the way for them, and in a losing effort, of course, Dame, despite Dame having a season high fifty points. You know, it wasn't enough for the Blazers as you know, the Cavs were able to bounce back from that loss to Utah, and they were able to get a big win at Portland. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers are continuing their West Coast road trip, and like you said, they uh, they continue to roll. Donovan Mitchell, he's actually starting to get some help, helpful ones. So, like you talked about with Luka Doncic, you don't want him to run out against. You saw what he did against the Bulls uh, almost now two week two weeks ago, uh, scoring a, a career high seventy one. But uh, Evan Mobley returned to the lineup last night. He gave you 17 points and eight rebounds, which is great to see. Darius Garland returned to the lineup as well, 20 points and 10 dimes. But 
congrats to Ricky Rubio. He had a, he saw his first action first in over up. a year for tearing his ACL. So congratulations to him um, uh, making it back going to the court. I know he's an ageless veteran. He could have hung it up, but he still wants to play, and he got that chance last night. Hopefully he'll get better as the season go on for them. But yes. <clears throat> excuse me, more. Miami got a, a big win against the Bucks, 108-102 last night. No, they didn't need 48, uh, 40 free throws. We'll get to that in a second. They were actually, <laughs> you know, they only, they only, uh, they only uh, attempted 16, that which is a far card for what happened a couple of days prior. But yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Bam had 24. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, Jimmy only had 17, but he did you know, what he could. Gabe Vincent had 28 points, which is a season high for him. And look, a, a nice win for the Heat. I mean, they're they've been coming up and down too. They're kind of right there, the twenty three and ten as we're recording this. And uh, a real, I, I saw I saw a little bit of the highlights of this game. I did get a chance to watch it, and you know, in real time. But I saw the highlights. You know, they, they you know the Miami. I think they're getting better now. I don't think will they get to the you know the Bucks or the Celtics and the Sixers? We'll get to them in a second. But I think they're they could be like right there in that you know that top near that you know second tier. Yeah, as we talked about before, Lakeena, give head coach Eric Sposa credit that, that that team's mindset is defense. I know they struggled offensively, especially during the earlier part of the year, but they're starting to come into form right now. Yes, they took advantage of Giannis Antetokounmpo not playing last tonight. Drew Holiday right. led the Bucks with 24. But uh, these are the kind of games you have to win uh, if you want to climb back up uh, to be relevant in the Eastern Conference. Hopefully you're listening, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> but the, the Miami Heat uh, did their th thing last night. It was some uh, well-balanced scoring. Just looking at the box, box score here. Like I said, Gabe Vincent with 28. Bam on the bayou Mitchell with 24. He's their uh, second uh, go-to score behind Jimmy Butler on the team. So a uh, well-rounded, uh, um, ba uh, balanced attack by the Miami Heat. So yeah, so we'll see where they go. Uh, Celtics uh, beat uh, in the first game that the you know, TNT that we have. The Celtics beat the Nets one oh nine ninety. Of course, you know Nets are without KD for uh, mm -hmm. for about a month. Um, you know they did. I mean they did what they could. Kyrie had twenty four, but Ben Simmons, big goose egg, zero points. You can't do that, especially with your, your with your top guy being out. So he needs to step it up. So if he you know the Nets will kind of want to stay there in that. You know they they they've been a big role later, so they got a little bit of a cushion. But even still. They need to get it together since, you know, Katie is going to be out for about a month. But on the flip side, though, Jason Tam had 20 points. Mm -hmm. not, again, not a not a big showing from Tatum. But, uh, mm -hmm. and of course, um, and of course, Taylor Brown didn't play. But, you know, they got nice little uh, spread out scoring, which if you're in the South, you're okay with that. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, we didn't talk about this over the summer, Lakina, but I thought he was a big addition. Of yep. course, he was the former rookie of the year with Milwaukee a few years ago. He played with the Pacers last year. Now, you know, Celtics picked him up as a free agent over the summer. He's come in and done a, and done a good job, and he helped the Celtics last night with 60 points off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going, it's just crazy, uh, you know, but you, you feel that, you know, if, you know, Katie, you know, and that's probably, I'm sure Nets fans feel that if Katie had played, they would have won that game. So they actually were, yeah. Nets were actually up for a while, and it was back and forth, but Celtics pulled away uh, late in the game. Now going into Wednesday's matchup, uh, you know, I think Denver made sure that they were going to be fooled by the Suns this time. <laughs> we won't but, get fooled again. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't. But uh, so the Nuggets actually beat the Suns this time. So, uh, it, I mean, uh, I mean, look, unfortunately for the Suns, they've had a, you know they're they're not always near there. They were near the top. They're, actually, they were at number one at one point. But since you know Book's injury, they've been kind of falling down a little bit. I think they're three one. and eleven or three and twelve without him Something so far like this that. year, and yeah. it's, it's, it's embarrassing. They definitely need him. 
Yeah, desperately. So, yeah, but the Nuggets get the win. You know, uh, the Yorkers only had 21 points and 14 boards. Well, well four, yeah, well, 18 rebounds. Eh, you know, there's nothing at the <laughs> yeah, it's just but, not a boring day at the office. <laughs> yeah, for Mr. Uh, for Mr. Jokic. But all five stars were double figures for them. You know, the score was nice and widespread. Jamal Murray had 18 points. Aaron Gordon had 12. So, you know, a nice, you know, good, solid team win for the Nuggets. And, uh, yeah, let's make this more about the Nuggets and the Suns. We know how the Suns are. At this point, but like you said, they're like three. They haven't won like the three of their last like fifteen games. So since Book got hurt, so yeah, it, it's it's been brutal. But the Nuggets, nice win for them. And also, too, uh, uh, going back to the Eastern Conference Zone, this is a, uh, 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 the action from Wednesday. The New York Knicks uh, held off the Indiana Pacers, one nineteen to one thirteen. <laughs> Jalen Brunson had thirty four points. The Knicks, unlike on Monday, they blew a big lead in, yes. at home and lost it to the Milwaukee Bucks. They yep. almost did it again, but held on at the end to beat the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Lakina, uh, even though the Pacers scored thirty two points in the fourth quarter, uh, it was too little, too late. Uh, Buddy healed for your Pacers, scored thirty one. Yeah, nice job for him. Uh... But yeah, I mean, I thought they, I thought they had to. I thought, especially when they got a little bit of a run, I thought they had it. But you know, Knicks mm-hmm. were able to just held them off and win that game. So uh, yeah, you know, the Knicks, you know, they would have lost those type of games. But I'm going, mm-hmm. excuse me, luckily they won this one. Uh, Houston, uh, I mean, Sacramento beat Houston one thirty five one fifteen. And going don't sleep to- on the Kings. Oh no, yeah, they're they're coming, they're coming. So uh, yeah, I, I know. I think uh, I thought teams are realizing that you know maybe this Kings team is for real. You know, Mike Brown. I think yeah, I think he's. The leader for in the clubhouse for coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Now going to Tuesday's matchup, uh, real quick. Now the Clippers, they've been coming up and down too, but they got a big win against the Mavs, one thirteen, one eleven. Luca had forty three, but it wasn't enough. And I think it's interesting too. Uh, you know, PG didn't play, but Kawhi did. Mm-hmm. Kawhi had had thirty three points leading the the uh, the way for the Clippers, but you know a nice you know balanced attack, and they were able to pull off the uh, not upset per se, but. Yeah, I got a chance to watch some of that game live, mostly the second half on Monday. You know, Kawhi, it looks like he's trying to get back into form. They need Paul George, as I paid him to win the mm. MVP. He's not making me look good right now, missing all these mm. games due to injuries. But once we saw what this Clippers team could be early in the year when all got, everybody in their main core is healthy. Uh, they yeah. could beat anybody in the league, but it's all about the, the supporting uh, cast with uh, uh, mm. Marcus Morris. You have John Wall there as well. Reggie Jackson he has to get back into form as well. But uh, the Clippers are a dangerous team when healthy. Hopefully they can uh, get healthy very soon. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, they're they're, they're really good when healthy. So let's see the consistency of it. Hopefully they can kind of all get it together because Ty Lue, I mean, he's getting a little bit in the hot seat there among some Clippers fans. So yeah. we'll see where that uh, that lands. Uh, Orlando uh, pulled off the upset. They beat uh, Portland 109-106. Mm-hmm. Franz Wagner had 29 points leading the way for uh, them. So uh, interesting uh, win uh, for Orlando. Uh, Phoenix, you know, look, I know they haven't played very well since Book got hurt, but mm-hmm. they didn't get a big win on Tuesday. They beat the Warriors 125-113, and that is Steph's uh, first game back. Mm-hmm. He had 24 points. You got to think he'll probably only get better, too, as it yeah. goes on. But, you know, but it was the Suns that had this one, and um, – and uh, Dame, you know, Damian Lee had that's uh, twenty two points. Yeah, I know that's a name that a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, he's still around. Yeah, you're from Louisville, but uh, yeah, he had uh, twenty two points, which is a career high for him. And you know, I mean, the Suns. I know they're they're kind of like in. A, I don't want to say they're in a crossroads right now, but mm-hmm. 
this is like their only third win since Book got hurt. So I'm hoping he can come back soon. Cause so they need him because they went from being like one of the top teams. Now they're like near the uh, the play in, and that's that's a big tumble. Yeah, who would have thought that the Suns and the Lakers would have uh, I think one or two wins separating each other? Who would have thought? Who would have uh, uh, thought that before the season started? But like right? you said, Lakina, uh, said. Uh, uh, like Monty Williams personally, their head coach, but uh, DeAndre Aiden got to get his head out of his, you know what? Yes. Uh, yes, and yeah. Chris Paul got to stay healthy. And like you said, they need Devin Booker back, and they'll and they'll be a, a a complete team. But one more game before we move on to this weekend schedule, I want to discuss with you. Uh, as we mentioned, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on their current West Coast road trip. Uh, they lost uh, the to the Utah Jazz on Tuesday, 116 to 114. And Donovan Mitchell's return uh, to uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, class act by the Utah Jazz fans by uh, giving yeah, uh, Donovan really nice. a standing ovation. Donovan Mitchell scored 46 points, but it wasn't enough. Jordan Clarkson made some key buckets down the stretch to preserve the win for Utah as Utah mm-hmm. trying to get back into the play-in contention and get back yeah, to 500. Yes, yeah, the second most uh, uh, someone has scored against their former team, only John Williamson, who did it, who did it to his Pacers squad, uh, had fifty uh, yeah, against his Pacers squad back in nineteen seventy eight. So yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't enough. I mean, I know, I know that he he was a little bit frustrated after the game that he couldn't pull off that win, uh, but so, but I'm glad that the you know because the Jazz fans can be a little bit you know suspect yeah. at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heard some of the stories, but. They were very class to him, and I'm glad they were able to. They gave him a nice, you know, standing ovation after what they he did for that team. And such, you look, it's not his fault that days didn't go the way they had hoped for. Laurie had 25 points, mm-hmm. and Jordan he's all star this year. Yeah, definitely. Also, could be most improved, you know, with Zion being out, mm-hmm. especially. Of course, yeah. Clark's had 32 points and such. So it was a nice, you know, nice win for uh, for the Jazz. I think that was more like, you know, personals because a lot of those guys, you know, they didn't play, but uh. You know, with uh, Donovan, but uh, yeah, a nice win by them. Now, I want to get to this real quick. I know you want this, this last one, but I want to get to this uh, Heat, <laughs> Heat and Thunder game. Uh, oh, yes. They, yeah, the Heat, uh, the Heat said it'd be a record with going for 40 free throws, but yet they end up winning only by one. Jimmy <laughs> Butler had 23 of those 23 from the strike. You know, that ties, you know, Donnie Willis for the, Willis for the second most made through about a miss, you know, in, in NBA history, but the fact that they only lost by one. <laughs> Despite the 40 free throw attempts, just shows you how crazy it, it you know the NBA can be at times. <laughs> yeah, I think Rick Barry would be. Yeah, they beat the Thunder by one, and like and like uh, you, you hear people uh, always say, well, it, it, uh, free throws, uh, um, a missed free throw here, there, here or there would make a difference in the game. And people, some people just shrug it off, but uh, you can't shrug it off. Tell the Miami Heat that they made all 40 of, of theirs and they won by one. I think Rick Barry, the Hall of Famer, would be proud because I think he's the uh, the leader in career yeah. free throws shooting I percentages. Right. And I remember I saw him in an interview back in the nineties. He said, you know, it's a free throw and, and many people, many players. Uh, and of course he had that unorthodox underhand style uh, yeah. when he went to the free throw line and he made most of his most of the time, but he talked about how um, um, missing free throws uh, can change per- the perception of you as far as your, your team season, your career, and and it costs teams playoffs and championships, and we can go through a whole lot of examples which we will not have time for. But I think Rick Barry would be proud of what the Miami Heat did. I just wish that a whole lot more players and teams would take um, free throws um, uh, more seriously. seriously, much more, much more seriously than they do. Yeah, they always say make your free throws, folks. We, yes. we're actually yes. talking about that too. <laughs> about, we're actually talking about it in the second too when it comes to college because uh, some games came down to free throws mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, as we go into this weekend's schedule tonight, Friday, 
Um, you got New Orleans and Detroit at six. You got Atlanta, Indiana at six as well. That should be a fun one. Battle of the Young Stars there. Uh, Knicks and Wizards. That should be interesting. Uh, the first game of the ESPN doubleheader. I'm surprised this game didn't get flexed, but okay. Uh, Golden State and San Antonio. I mean, yeah, the reason why that game's on ESPN tonight is because the Spurs, for the first time since the 2001 2002 season, will play one game at the Alamo Dome. The ah. game is sold out, and they sold out 63,000 tickets. Ah, that explains it. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, now, now it all makes sense. Of course, Golden State, they're playing Golden State too, so yeah, why not? Steph have is back, Alamo. so. <laughs> yeah, even better. So uh, yeah, maybe there was a reason why ESPN would uh, air this game. So uh, we're going to see uh, Big Mama's curtains uh, 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 courtside. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we don't have the Alamo, the Alamo don't miss, so it's going to be like very, like, yes. they, may see, they may be like little ants there, uh, the Spurs and the Warriors. No, 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 no disrespect, but yeah, that's gonna, they're going to look like that. Uh, of course, OKC and the Bulls mm-hmm. uh, tonight as well at 7 o'clock. Uh, Phoenix and Minnesota at 7. Orlando, they continue their West Coast trip at Utah. And the second game of that ESPN Friday night doubleheader, you got Denver and the Clippers. That should be a fun one. They had a couple of good battles this year already. And uh, lastly for tonight, Houston and Sacramento. And that's not a table. Those two teams played uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, they did. Uh, going, to tomorrow, yeah, going to tomorrow night's schedule, Saturday. Uh, this is a high noon uh, Chicago time on ABC, <laughs> ABC because of the NFL wildcard weekend games. Yes. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks will play the Miami Heat again. That's not a typo. <laughs> That's not a typo either. We gotta, talk, we gotta talk about this. And I mean, yeah, these, yeah, it's it's crazy. But so we'll that's continue. at high noon tomorrow, Saturday on ABC. That's the ABC Saturday game of the week. Uh, at six o'clock, uh, we have Boston at Charlotte. Also at six o'clock, I get the chance to watch the majority of this game live via this computer screen. Uh, your Indiana Pacers hosting John Morant in the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant uh, returned uh, to action on Wednesday. He helped beat the San Antonio Spurs. At six thirty tomorrow night, we have the Atlanta at Toronto, Cleveland at Minnesota at seven o'clock. We have Seventy Sixers at Utah at eight o'clock. Rounding out the Saturday night schedule, we have Portland hosting Dallas. Uh, Dave versus Luca. That should be a fun one as it usually is between those two. Mm-hmm. And as, as Sunday, note the Sunday start times at noon, high noon. We got the Knicks and Detroit. No, I'm not. I'm not repeating my. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like I repeat nice. Like they, just, they, just, they just played like about a week ago. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, this is, it's crazy. But uh, Houston and the Clippers at two o'clock because the Lakers are playing later on. We'll, I'll, so we'll, I'll tell you that. Of course, mm-hmm. Golden State and Chicago. Note the start time, folks, at 2.30 at the UC. So note the start time. Mm-hmm. And because they got they got to leave for uh, Europe uh, right after that, and mm-hmm. uh, OKC and Brooklyn, uh, no KD, but you know could be a, could be a high scoring affair too at five o'clock. Yep, and also rounding out the Sunday night schedule, we'll have Sacramento and San Antonio. San Antonio will be back <laughs> uh, back at the SBC Center if that's still called that now at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Magic at Denver at seven, Orlando, Orlando at Denver at seven o'clock. The Mavericks and Trailblazers again at eight o'clock on Sunday. So, yeah, not um, a typo. So it's not yeah, it's not. In <laughs> the NBA TV Sunday night game of the of the night, we'll have Philadelphia at Los Angeles to take on the Lakers at eight thirty. So that's your schedule for this weekend from the world of the National Basketball Association. Yes, yes, yes. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, with you now at this time. Now the college wall series, or we'll, we'll give Georgia their props in a second when Christine comes on with us later on in the hour, in the second hour. Mm-hmm. But you know, college hoops, you know, been you know, conference play is in full swing, 
and uh, yeah, Illinois, the good Illinois teams have been showing up, showing up lately. They beat Nebraska, right? They beat Nebraska on Wednesday. Um, I, I mean, look, I mean, look, like I said, they're they're Jekyll and Hyde. I, you don't know which Illinois team you're gonna get, and it's a little bit nutty, but you know, it, it's well, yeah. I mean, look, a nice show by Illinois, so hopefully, it can keep it up. Yeah, Illinois is eleven and five right now. Uh, the, they they show me something these last two games. They beat Wisconsin last Saturday. Excuse me, last Saturday afternoon down there in Champaign with hot yes. shoot, shooting from Coleman Hawkins. Uh, Fred Hoiberg did do something um, nice for uh, Nebraska on Tuesday. He limited the space that Coleman Hawkins uh, yeah. and didn't give it, Coleman Hawkins any space to shoot his threes. So the Illinois spread the ball around. Terrence uh, Shannon, the senior guard. He showed up big mm-hmm. also to Danger. Sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me for uh, my mystical rapper reference, but uh, <laughs> uh, Dana Danger had four points and seven rebounds, but he's got to stay out of foul trouble. He was yes. in foul trouble once That's again been, yeah. on That's Tuesday. If, yep. if he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he'll be a big presence inside for Illinois. Also, too, uh, Matthew Meyer had 10 points, including two big three points yes. in the second half. Yeah, uh, he's that. showing up right now. And also, too, um, Coming off the bench, R.J. Melendez, watch out. He was on the team last year. He didn't get much playing time, but I think he's going to be a, a, a key player coming off the bench for the Illini this year. R.J. Melendez scored 10 points against Nebraska. He's, I think he's going to be key. And also, too, um, Mr. Epps, uh, no, not the comedian Mike Epps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Epps had 11 points in three assists and two rebounds as Illinois cruised to a 16-point win at, at Nebraska. Yeah, nice. Uh, like I said, the good Illinois team showed up uh, a few days ago. Now, Northwestern, we've been hearing it all all week long. Everybody's you know saying that all Northwestern has to say, "Hey, look, we're going to the tournament this year." Well, the you know, Rutgers said uh, they're doing the they're no doing the figure way. <laughs> right, uh, Cam- give him a tumble. <laughs> yeah, Cam yeah, had six three points, including the go ahead three that you know gave uh, the, uh, Rutgers the win, 65-62 over Northwestern. They lose a tough one. They fall to us. They're three and two in Big Ten play and twelve and four, so mm-hmm. you know that that might not help their tourney resume, unfortunately. But uh, it, it is what is there. But uh, yeah, Indiana's been kind of on a free fall too. They uh lose to Penn State, eighty five sixty six, and uh, I don't know how our girl Shea Pepper, you know, who just had she and uh Jordan Cornette, they just had a new baby daughter. Yes, congratulations uh, to week, them friend know, of the show. Yes. You gotta get her back. Try to get get both, either one of them back on at some point. But uh, yeah, a tough show for Indiana there. But uh, Alabama beat Arkansas eighty four sixty nine. UConn, uh, well, actually, UConn lost to Marquette uh, eighty two uh, seventy six. And Texas, they really need this when they edge out TCU seventy nine seventy five. They've been kind of up and down too. Of course, they're the Chris Beard uh, stuff, and now that's been yeah. you know now that's kind of over with now since he's gone. Timmy Allen had 17 points. Nice widespread scoring and a nice uh, win for that team. And I think they really needed that boost. So, you know, a nice showing uh, by them. Miami beat uh, BC 8672. Uh, sorry, Mike Berman. You know, Missouri, they lose a tough one at Texas A&M uh, 8264. They got, they beat them pretty hands. They were hitting their threes. I'm talking about Texas uh, Tech. So, I mean, you know, what, what caught your eye this week outside of Illinois? What caught your eye this week in college hoops, Sid? Uh, last, I think we talked about this on our show on Monday, but the um, Michigan State they beat uh, Jawan Howard's uh, team, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Michigan yeah. last Saturday. Michigan, the Wolverines have been on a free fall, losing their last two games. I know they lost, they lost a tough one the other night in overtime to Iowa, so they're uh, they're they're going to have to turn it around quickly. Talking about a team that's on the bubble, 
uh, nine and seven. Mm-hmm. You're on the bubble right now. And we talked about it with my channel Monday. Uh, that Big Ten conference was we thought was tough last year. It's going to be even tougher this year. So Michigan is going to turn around. They have an important game coming up this weekend. We'll get to it in just a second. But Michigan State, they beat Wisconsin in Madison the other night on Tuesday, 69 and 65. And did you yeah. catch this game, Lakina? I only caught the highlights. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. But number 13, Virginia, they beat North Carolina 65-59. Yeah, I yeah, I saw a couple of minutes of that game. You thought that maybe North Carolina, you thought they were going to have a little bit of a run. You thought maybe they were going to pull it out, but uh, Virginia said uh, no, no, no. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they hit some big shots late. And I think, you know, with Virginia, they're showing that they can score more than 50 points. So they've actually been averaging about yeah. 65. So, uh, yeah, a, a nice showing by them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been, you know, really, you know, interesting you know, with uh, Virginia. Virginia could probably be mm-hmm. – I think they were picked to win the uh, the ACC. So that would mm-hmm. be interesting there. Uh Kentucky, our buddy Gerald Willis is a big Kentucky fan from CHGO, uh, friend yeah. of the show, of course. Yeah, uh, Kentucky loses another tough one to South Carolina. Uh, Michi Johnson yeah. had 26 points, six boards, and six assists. He's the first South Carolina player with that many since Sidarius Sedor- Thornwell did in 2017. And it's, I guess, uh, Ole Miss, they actually end up going to the Final Four that year, too, with Frank Martin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that'll be the case this year, but you know, Kentucky falls to one and three. That's their worst uh, SEC play. That's their worst start since 86 87. That was back when when uh, the late great Eddie Sutton was leading that team. So, you know that was actually during the uh, as things were starting to go haywire there. But yeah, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, two bad yeah. losses by Calipari. Me personally, I yeah. love it, but I won't get into that now. But they lost to <laughs> Alabama last Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, they losing, did. Uh, losing uh, the other night. Uh, yep. we'll, we'll see what happens. And I know our buddy Lamont Scott, I just posted up the comment that uh, Alabama. I get a chance to watch it tomorrow. Yes, uh, there. Uh, they're nice they're win, for like real, I and uh, I, yeah. it's not just a football school anymore, folks. I'll I'll tell you that. And a couple of the finals from last night. Uh, hopefully, I'm not repeating myself. But number nine, Arizona uh, it gets by yes. Oregon State, 86-74. And of course, UCLA uh, dominates Utah by 21. And real quickly, Keenan, going into uh, the college uh, basketball uh, schedule for tonight. I'm just reading off the top 25. I know Illinois and Michigan State will Michigan play State, again. Yep. Well, in Michigan State, will play tonight down in Champaign. That's at 8 o'clock Chicago time on FS1. And on Big Ten Network tonight at, at 6, we'll have number three, Purdue, hosting, hosting Nebraska. Purdue's slipping a little bit, but they're still one of the top teams in the country. Yeah, and I think that should be a good one out there. I'm sure the folks is going to be rocking over there in Lincoln. Uh, going into tomorrow, Saturday, you got Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky's been struggling. You know, Tennessee has had a couple of big wins this week, so mm-hmm. – We'll see what happens there. Miami uh, against NC State. Remember, NC State beat Duke, so we'll see how they do yeah. against Miami. DePaul and Seton Hall. They host Seton Hall on FS1. Uh, the first game, I believe it's the first game of a triple header on CBS. Uh, you got Wisconsin, Indiana. Indiana's been kind of been on a free-for-all, a free-fall mm-hmm. lately, so we'll see how they do against Wisconsin. They've been up and down. Uh, Georgia, they've been playing pretty well, too. We'll get to their football team in a, 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 after this break. Mm-hmm. You know, they play Ole Miss at noon. That's going to be on uh, SEC Network. Uh, K-State. Now, if you haven't heard too much about – if you don't know too much about uh, Kansas State, well, uh, Jerome Tang has done a great job with that squad. They're actually they're actually probably one of the highest teams in the country right now. Marquise Noel, you know, He's been on a he's been on a tear. He's um he actually you know, been had you know, twenty four points. You know he hits the three very well. He hits fifty percent from three pointer. He's been leading the way. They've got a lot of other like you know top guys. So he's been playing. You know he's got that team you know on their on his back and they've been playing very well. They've had had a couple of big a couple of big wins. So 
They play TCU at 1 o'clock on ESPN2. That should be a fun one. Providence and Creighton on FS1. Let's see. Yeah, LSU and Alabama uh, at 3 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. I'm definitely watching that one. I'm sure our buddy Lamasca will be watching that game as well. Number 14, Iowa State will travel to uh, Lawrence, Kansas to take on the number two ranked Kansas Jayhawks, the defending national champs. And that's on the Big 12 slash ESPN Plus Network. And in prime time, we have number 24, Duke, uh, traveling to Clemson to take on the Tigers at 4 o'clock. Uh, on on F on Fox, following uh, Seattle and San Francisco, the football game, we'll have Colorado uh, traveling to Los Angeles to take on number seven UCLA. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Texas and Texas Tech uh, mm-hmm. at seven o'clock on ESPN. That should be a fun uh, matchup there. New Mexico and San Diego State. You you got. Uh, two you know top teams from the Mountain West. That should be a good one. That's at eight o'clock on CBS Sports Network. It's it's great to see that the Mountain West Conference it got like about four or five teams that can go to the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that one. Boise State and Wyoming are you know, one other team. You know, two other teams. I should say that's going to be on mm-hmm. FS1. That's a nightcap there at ten. And uh, Mizzou will try to bounce back against uh against Florida too. That should be a good one down in Gainesville. And yeah, that yeah, is your. It's a- yeah, just a couple of games of note for Sunday. Uh, Marquette at Xavier. That's at 11 o'clock a.m. on Fox just one. before the football game. Uh, Northwestern at Michigan uh, on the Big Ten Network at 11 o'clock uh-huh. Chicago time. Big game for both teams, but bigger game for Michigan since they lost their last two games. And at 2 o'clock on ESPN 2 on Sunday, uh, Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers at 12 and 5. They'll take on the Temple Owls there 10 and 8. Yeah, I believe they're the faces. UConn's back in the Big East. I believe they're the favorites in the Americans, so they've been playing pretty well so mm-hmm. far. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they can keep it going. So, yeah, some lo- a lot of great games coming up. So, you guys have no excuses now. I know the NFL is going to be on, you know, this weekend, but you can see you can see a couple of college hoops games, folks. Come on now. DVR them. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. Yes. <laughs> All right, hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead as you listen to the hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We'll preview Wildcard Weekend. We'll get Christine the Queen's Manica's picks at the bottom of next hour. And I have an interesting article that we'll have to uh, get some context to from The Athletic regarding the NFL, who should be the NFL head coach of the year. We'll give our two uh, quick two cents on the net college football national championship game from the other night and we'll have a whole lot more fun i'm sid that's lakina you're listening to sports old chicago my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. 
The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to album number two of Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday Edition. Real live and they live in color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow Yoshili on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and at Keita McGee on the IG. We have less than an hour left this, of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you want to get at us in the comments section, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And just for a daily reminder, you can also catch Sports Zone Chicago now available on Roku TV. Lakina, before we break down the NFL, I want to get your quick two cents on the college football playoff, the lowest rated game. Uh, in history since they started this a few years ago. The Georgia Bulldogs are your back-to-back -back national champions, being the TCU Horned Frogs 65-7. to Yes, TCU was in it for a minute, trailing 14-7. It was 38-7 at halftime. Lakina, I, I saw the highlights. That's all I need to see. We had our guy Mike Chen on from USA Today uh, on Monday. He said that Georgia should be able to win this game. They did. You kind of knew what was coming. I didn't see a beatdown like this coming, though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think. Well, no, I, I, I was telling some folks that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this was going to happen. I mean, it was the lowest rated, you know. I guess since they started all this, and and I mean, what you, you could go through like all the records that you know Georgia broke. I mean, is there's you know they're back to back mm -hmm. to the fourth team to do that. Stetson Bennett, who was the offensive MVP, you know, he's the the fourth guy. And, you know, he, he now joins a pretty good you know list of of guys like Matt Leinart, who won you know back to back championships. He's 
it, it's just you know crazy. You know, he rushed for multiple touchdowns at you know, the PCS last year, football college football playoff game since uh, Vince Young did at Texas and Craig Krenzel did at um, at Ohio State. Um, you know, scored. I mean, fifty-eight points is the most. I was I was waiting for them to go to seventy. I actually really was going to for them to go to seventy. <laughs> because did you place any money on that game? Any no, coins? No, I didn't. No, I okay. didn't. I, I wish I, I wish I I, I would have. But you know, it's just like look. No disrespect to TCU and, and such, but they had no business being. No, no, no disrespect to them, but they had no business being in that game. I'm sorry that they they didn't. And look. <laughs> I know people want to say that. Well, how the hell did they beat Michigan? Well, look, Michigan in some ways beat themselves. Yeah. And you know, look, and Georgia is in Michigan, so M- Michigan. I mean, you know, sixty-five points. You know, sixty-five to seven. That's like a that's the most points scored ever in a national championship game or any bowl game, really, for that matter. Um, you know, of course, you know the rush. You know, they did the rushing. They did the uh, throwing. Uh, their defense was really solid. So. You know, Jalen Carter, you know, of course, you know, people think that the Bears should take him with the first uh, pick or, or what have you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those uh, games where do you think that Georgia is, you know, heading to a dynasty? I know I heard David Pollock say on the ESPN uh, telecast that he thinks Georgia is kind of like in the middle of a dynasty. And, you know, Nick Saban was right there. I don't think he looked very happy when he said that. That means he's going all over, but – uh. What do you think? Do you think Georgia is kind of at that cusp of being Alabama? I don't know. Uh, I know they had the talent. I know they're going to lose a couple, especially uh, a couple to the NFL draft, including Mr. Carter. But uh, it's it's real tough, especially with the expansion of the college football playoff coming after next season. Uh, uh, they, they do have a chance, but – uh, with the with these uh, line uh, with these conferences uh, um, being super conferences like the Big Ten and the SEC, it, it's going to be tough. You know, Nick Saban, Alabama is going to have something to say. And do you know that Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC after next year? They're going to have something to say as well. The Big Ten always going to uh, be tough as well. So, uh, do the, do Georgia have a chance? They do, but it's it's going to be awfully tough. It's going to be very tough. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know how I know. I know last the you know, last season, you know, they lost a couple of guys, you know, to the NFL. But look, what they were able to able to do it. So it'll be interesting to see if you know Kirby Smart. We know Kirby Smart can, you know, recruit you know up there with Nick Saban. So I'm I'm wondering that it'll be interesting to see what he does in mm-hmm. in the big you know in the SEC. But you gotta think there are gonna be some other teams that are gonna be you know one the same thing. So it'll be interesting to see what 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 happens with that. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Uh, you're listening. Oh, any other oh. Um, last thoughts about Monday night's game before um, before we uh, go to the NFL. Uh, did you catch any other Pat McAfee um, uh, telecast? I did not. I yeah, okay. I did not. I stayed with the I stayed with the traditional uh, telecast. Okay. All right. So that closes uh, the book on college football. No, yeah, this year. yeah. I mean, I mean look, look, yeah. I mean, look when they say you know, like you know, uh, you know, mega cast and stuff like that. I I usually check it out a little bit. I you know the home calls and. You know, I know McAfee, your host of you. I mean, he's not really my cup of tea, you know, for that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I just stuck with the the traditional broadcast and such. And okay. it'll be like I said, it'll be interesting to see, especially you know. And you know, look, look, our buddy Lamont. Let me see if I can get that 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 comment. Yeah, he said he thought he would beat that. Yeah. He was loving, he was loving Nick Saban on the on the commentary. So uh, yeah, but uh, 
that'll be interesting there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I feel like, like I said, I think Georgia, especially, so would you agree that some people thought that after the, the semifinal, the great semifinal games that we had, was the, was Georgia Ohio State the national championship game? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, it came down to a missed field goal from Ohio State side, and it came down to a made field goal on Georgia side. Yeah, that was the national championship, especially given what we saw on on Monday. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it absolutely. was so. Yeah, like Michigan. I don't know if Michigan would have you know been would have done any better, but at the same time, though, you wonder like at least it would have kept it close. Though. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. All right. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, the hashtag Football Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Lakina, before we preview this uh, weekend's wild card games and get our picks from my home guard, Christine the Queen Manica, uh, I ran up across this article in the Athletics. Subscribe to the Athletics to have in depth, uh, deeper articles uh, from all um, from from the pros and the college colleges as well. And Mike Jones, no, not the rapper. <laughs> uh, he had an interesting article about his his top six candidates for uh, NFL head coach of the year. I want to see if our viewers and listeners uh, agree. Uh, go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your um, comments in the comments section. Uh, his first, uh, w- without going in, in, not in any tip, particular order, uh, he mentioned Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers finished the number two seed in the NFC with a 13-4 record. Yeah, I could kind of see that because a lot of people thought that this was going to be a rebuild year for uh, the 49ers, especially you know, with Trey Lance you know, being the starter. Then you know, Lance gets hurt. Jimmy G and then Jimmy in. G gets hurt too. And then Jimmy, but then Jimmy G gets hurt too. And Brock Purdy has shown, at least right now, that he's been, you know, he's pretty good. So we'll see if he can keep it up. I haven't heard nothing about Jimmy G, so it was like it was like it will be Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy starting. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see him being up there, but yeah, I think he's kind of in that like that top five ish sort of thing. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they barely missed the playoffs. He finishes the year nine and eight. Yeah, still has not in the 16 now, 16 years that he just finished with the Steelers. He has not had a losing season now that you know, thanks to that being nine and eight. So I think he's definitely again, people thought this was supposed to be the rebuilding year for the Steelers. That turned out not to be a case. You know, they were yeah, kind Kenny of Pickett has picked it up uh yeah. in the last uh, second half of the season. Yeah, you can tell you can, you can only get better. So I'm hoping that that they can keep it up. They can make some moves and such. So they could be right there for the taking. Yeah, I could I can kind of feel Tomlin being up there. Next up, Brian Dable, uh, the, the first year head coach of the New York Giants. Of course, he was a former OC offensive coordinator from Buffalo from a year ago. Uh, the Giants get back to the playoffs with a nine seven and one record. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely that, that top two or three. He's definitely that top tier for coach of the year because again, no one really expect was expecting anything from the Giants this year. No one thought that they were gonna, you know, be right there. You know, they had, they were like, what, like seven, like eight and three at one point. You know, they kind of fell back to earth a little bit, and you know, they were able to hang on and get that playoff spot. So yeah, I think he's definitely up there in that top three. Yeah, Nick Sirianni next up from the Philadelphia Eagles, four ten and three. I think with Jalen Hurts being hurt, and then they had to take care of business on the last day of the season. I think that's going to hurt him. But he was in the driver's seat for for the majority of the season. Yeah, be interesting to see that if they do hold that against him, that you know, that maybe, yeah, you know, like you said, maybe that those those two games that you know, Hurts didn't play, unfortunately, kind of showed you that he is pretty valuable to that team. So 
Yeah, I could kind of see, you know, that be the case. That might be Sirianni, be, the Sirianni calling him right <laughs> now, apparently, making his case. Uh, next up, Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, they win the end of the AFC South with a 9-8 record to beat the Tennessee Titans last Saturday night uh, to claim uh, that last uh, to claim that spot uh, in the playoffs. As I said uh, before the season started, I picked the Jaguars to make the playoffs as a wild card. You have, uh, of course, Doug Peterson as your new head coach. Uh, you get rid of that stank mess from Urban Meyer from a year ago. Trevor Lawrence improved, especially uh, during the second half of the season. You have second-year running back Travis Etienne, uh, who also uh, has improved. And you have three wide receivers over 80 catches or more uh, to finish out the regular season. So Doug Peterson, I, I think uh, he's going to steal a couple of votes. I, I, I think if it wasn't for Sirianni, as we talked about a, a minute ago, I'm not going to say that Doug Peterson would be a hands-down winner, but he'll be the uh, a co-leader right now. Yeah, I think, look, and I said before, once the Jazz got into the playoffs, they what a difference a coach makes. I mean, this is when you bring on an experienced guy who has a Super Bowl ring and, look, someone who you know, who has you know, been through tough situations, situations like this. So I could definitely see mm-hmm. him getting some votes, especially so. Now, this, this next coach, if his team would have made the playoffs – uh, he definitely would get uh, we would definitely get some votes. And that's Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. They finished the year nine and eight, uh, barely missing the playoffs. They beat Green Bay to keep them out at the end of the regular mm. season. Yeah, definitely. I think he's definitely kind of like going to be right there. I think even though yeah, he probably would have gotten. I don't know if he would have won, but I think he definitely would have been in the top two or three had they made the playoffs. But you know, look a, a solid showing by them, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, for it. But yeah, it's going to be. And yeah. the last name that uh, Mike Jones, the athletic writer who covers the NFL, he has on the list: Kevin O'Connell, the Minnesota Vikings. They finished the year thirteen and four. They only have two wins with uh, by winning by ten points or more, hmm. and they won the NFC North uh, going away. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think he'll definitely be get some votes too, Coach, Coach O'Connell. I think. Because, you know, people were picking him to win the division, so I could definitely see him getting some votes. Now, if it were, if it were me, I think it will probably be, again, this will be a no order, Dable, Sirianni, mm-hmm. and O'Connor. I think those are like your top, your kind of like your top three, or your three names to look out for. Maybe Mike Tomlin and you know, Kyle Shanahan, you probably sneak him, uh, sneak them in there as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that you could probably make a case for. Not, I would say not really. I mean. I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy. No, I mean Zach Taylor. No. He was up there last year, but I mean, if you, you know, if you want to do the whole Super Bowl, you know, hangover thing, but that's probably not to be the case. Um, no, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I really can't think of anyone else that would be worthy other than those five. So yeah. Yeah, so you know, for you, for you viewers and listeners out there, yeah, if uh, any of those candidates you like to choose from, it's your NFL head coach of the year. You can hit us up at Facebook or Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers in the comment section. We can get the bump on the screen for you. Uh, Lamont Scott says, I think Steve Wells for Carolina. Uh, Carolina, they did play hard in the second half of the year after getting rid of Baker Mayfield, after getting rid of Christian McCaffrey, but unfortunately, uh, uh, Tampa Bay decided to. Uh, wake up at, during the last couple weeks of the season because they played so terribly uh, so, uh, during the regular season and won that garbage a- uh, NFC South, I should say. Of course, Atlanta, they're young. They're going through it. And uh, the Saints uh, have a bunch of injuries again. So uh, will Steve Wills get that job in Carolina? I don't know. I doubt it. But they did play hard for him. But uh, the Panthers were in an annoying situation. 
Yeah, they really were. It's like, I mean, I'm sure he'll get some votes, but I don't think he'll finish in the top five, you know, for what, you know, for what they did. So, you know, it'll be interesting though. If they would have made the playoffs, I think they definitely would have gotten some consideration. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were in a tough spot to begin with. So I don't think he would have been able to do uh, anything there. I know maybe Mike McDaniel, you think he could probably from the Dolphins. You, gotta think, you think he might be in consideration for coach of the year? I, th- I, uh, I think uh, even though they made the playoffs, they had a horrible uh, stretch to end the year. And, of course, the entry to Tua Tungvalova definitely is, does, doesn't does uh, help Mike McDaniel's case. So I think that's going to be held ag- uh, mm-hmm. against him. They were 8-3. Yeah. and three. Uh, They finished the year 9-8. They do get in, but the, the entry to Tua, uh, uh, it, it, that's going to earn them. That's why you probably won't get the award. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Tua situation. Yeah, I think some people might hold that against him. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But uh, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I like you know the five that we mentioned, and you know the top three. You know, well, the three names, not the you know, top three necessarily, but the three names I had, especially. I think those are probably gonna be your three guys. Still, probably the one of those three will end up being coach of the year. I think, but uh, it'll be interesting though. We'll, we'll see. You're listening to Second City Sports of the Hashtag Football Friday Edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina hanging out here with you. Our girl, Christine, the Queen Manigo, will be coming up here shortly to give her, uh, she's going to give us her playoff picks for this super wild card weekend set. Uh, Lakina, looking at this schedule, we'll give you the schedule right now for tomorrow, Saturday at 3.30 p.m. on Fox in Seattle at San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The nightcap will feature the San Diego Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars on the AFC side. Sunday's actually looks like this for a triple header. At noon on CBS is Miami at Buffalo, followed by the Giants and and the Vikings on the NFC side at 3.30 on Fox. And at 7.15 on Sunday, we have Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. They'll travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals who won the NFC North. And then, of course, on Monday on Martin Luther King Day, we'll have the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, you know, looking at that schedule, which game or games as you, you do you see as a potential or realistically a potential upset? I mean, I mean, if Chargers beat the Jags, I mean, would that really be an upset? I mean, I know they're the no, the Chargers are favored right now by a point and a half, so basically that despite yeah, despite uh, you know Mike Williams having a fracture, a fracture back, yeah, thanks a lot, Coach Staley, for playing uh, the Chargers, you know, when they had nothing to play for. Nicely done, Bravo, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the Giants beat Minnesota. No, I don't think that's my that. number one right now. That could be a potential upset. I, I mean, look, do you trust the Giants? I mean, they've given you reasons to trust them, but yet you know, they, they also give you reasons not to trust them. So I don't know. Plus, they're gonna, I'm sure that that place is going to be going to be you know, rocking in Minneapolis, so mm-hmm. they're going to have that thing going. I mean, Baltimore and Cincy. I'm not look any division games. Like I won't say it's an upset. I mean, Seattle and San Francisco. I mean, you know, they they they're in the same division, so like okay, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I mean, again, same division, so. Okay, you know that would be if it won if Baltimore beats Cincy and if Seattle beats San Fran. I mean, would that be considered upset? Not really, because they're in the same division, so it's not like you know a little crazy thing. Now, now if my look at Skylar Thompson, I'm assuming if he gets the start, beats Buffalo, don't think that's going to happen. But in case that would be considered upset, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, given the point spread, uh, Buffalo's uh, 13 and a half point favorite, and like you said, given the injury. Uh, situation for the Dolphins at QB. Yeah, obviously that would be the biggest upset of them all if that were to happen. But if that doesn't happen, I think Baltimore upsetting Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, Baltimore upsetting Cincinnati 
will be a big upset, assuming that Buffalo hangs on the win on Sunday. I think Baltimore being Cincinnati on Sunday would be the biggest upset because you were without Lamar Jackson, we're talking about Baltimore, you struggle to uh, score points, especially on the road. And Cincinnati, even though they did get it together in the second half of the season to return to the playoffs, just, just like Buffalo, they played one less game than everybody else due to the, due to the Lamar the Demar Hamlin situation. Things are Cincinnati has a tougher road this year than uh, unlike a year ago in Baltimore. Uh, I'm sure J- uh, John Harbaugh has a couple of tricks up his sleeve. So uh, we'll see what happens. These two teams did play a week ago. I know Baltimore didn't show too much, but I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a different. I'm not going to say a different outcome, but it's going to be a different atmosphere this going around. Well, yeah, I think like, well, like I said, I think divi- you, if you play uh, you're on Super Wildcard, where you play you know, teams in your division. If you beat mm-hmm. the other one, you know, it, it's even if one team you beats the other one twice, I mean, it's not really an upset. They know how you are. And, you know, I don't think Baltimore was going to show too much because they, they figured that they were going to play them again, you know, this Sunday. So mm-hmm. I would be, you know, it's not going to be a big thing. I see our buddy Lamont had Tampa Bay and Dallas. I mean, only reason is because, you know, Dallas has a better record. I mean, you know, Tampa isn't, well, they're not great. So yeah, that could probably be an upset too. There's a reason why they put them on Monday night. You know, go figure with that one. Well, because of Tom Brady, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, in Dallas, Dallas, you know, Dallas, they haven't really been playing like a, a twelve and four, a twelve, a four, a twelve and a, a five uh, squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last couple of games, you know, have not been very good. You know, Texas, you know, they almost lost to the Texans. They probably should have lost to the Texans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, they they were really close with Seattle. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, uh, not Seattle, but, uh, you know, they lost to the commanders. I don't know. Maybe some guys just decided, you know, not to, you know, to rest and such, you know, not show too much, but I mean, I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, it's sort of, you know, they lost to the Jaguars. I mean, and plus, you know, Dax been, you know, been kind of up and down as well. So yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll let's, you know, let's ask our girl about that. She's on with us right now. Yes, let's bring in our girl from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's our NFL Pickham's guru. Here comes our girl, Miss Christine, the Queen Medica. What's up, Christine? Hi. Oh, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm great. I think um I think I won, didn't I? Didn't I have the the most picks this season? Well, let me see. Look, yeah, cause, well, no, cause I think he beat he beat you by like one game. One of those games, though. Yeah, yeah. One of those, yeah, those late games. Yeah. One of those late games. <laughs> it was Thank it was you, Denver those... Broncos. I love that, you. Yeah, that, that Denver, yeah, that Denver game killed just uh Christy. <laughs> well, no, because I had Detroit, so I had twelve. Yeah, you had twelve, yes. And uh, you added up, yeah, yeah. That 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 if you if you had won that game against the Chargers, you would have tied him. If that Chargers the game would have, you know, if they would have yeah, if the yeah, that was <laughs> the champ is here. Boom, 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 boom. The champ is here. Is that for the whole year? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's for like the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I, I, yeah, because yeah, because I counted it. I, I got back and counted it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you missed it by that much, but you know, but look, you know what though? Look, let's play for money uh, next season. Let, let's see. Yeah, let's, let's see. <laughs> oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. Should, I yeah, can't. We... I got a wedding to pay for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, mm, yeah, that might, yeah, I will say, yeah, I thought about that too. Like, oh crap, yeah, because she got away, she has to pay for it. So, yeah, that might be, <laughs> that might be, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do something. We'll do like maybe like a bet. So, like, yo, the, yo, Chris like, maybe. on the other hand, wants to play for money. He just like waved his hand over. <laughs> he wants to okay. play. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, look. That's why we have a husband for Christine. <laughs> yeah, 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 look. Well, okay, well, look, you know what, let, let's, we'll, we'll figure that out in, in due time. So, yeah, yeah. uh, what what are you looking forward to with these super wild card games? Are they are there any upsets you're looking out for? Or are there like you know games that are like mm, maybe this could be an upset? You know what 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 say you? It's gonna be interesting for the Giants in Minnesota, I think, just because that game can literally go either way. And some people are saying, you know, the Giants are gonna win by three, or the Vikings are gonna win by three. I kind of want to see the Vikings win this one and make that be the upset. I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can of course see that. I want the 40, of course, I want the 49ers to win just because what a season it's been. You know, Jimmy G getting in there and then, you know, him going down and Brock Purdy. I, that's that's an exciting story to watch unfold. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have more Chris, uh, with Christine, the Queen Manca, following this timeout. We'll get her picks. We'll get our thoughts about the White Sox. Uh, and Liam Hendricks with news uh, uh, bringing with him from earlier this week. Yes, that other team on the other side of town uh, has a convention going on uh-huh. this weekend. We'll get into that in a whole lot more. You're listening to the F- Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. I'm Sid. It's Lakina. That's Christine. You're listening to Sports Old Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports, a hashtag football Friday edition, real live and live in color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine. And we're into our last segment of the show for the week and for the day. And Lakina has given yours truly the greatest news that he could hear today. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. the queen, Christine Manica, in one game. I know, there's I know. always next year. There's always next year. So you have some Reach time out. to gear up. Our buddy Lamont wants in on it too. I know he's been trying to beat you for years, Sid. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. The more the better. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Y'all do the well, Johnny Menzel uh, money sign. <laughs> if you want to get out of this via the comment section during our last less than half hour of the show, you can go to Sports Hill Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Hill Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Now it's time for our Super Wild Card Weekend NFL picks. Super, 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 super Wild Card Weekend. I, I guess, yeah, I guess they got to make it. It's super. You know, we got six games here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know, right? That's why they. I guess that's why that's why they call it a Super Wild Card. But uh, of course, your first game up. This will be. Tomorrow at 3.30 our time on Fox, you got Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, San Fran won, I believe they won, yeah, they won both meetings. You know, these are two NFC West rivals. Now, it'll be interesting, you got Brock Purdy in his first playoff experience. We see how he how he's done in the regular season, but let's see if he can do it in the playoffs. You know, Geo Smith got a nice little bonus. He got like a, about a million and a half dollars for making the playoffs. So, I know he's you know, sitting pretty. I know he wants to kind of back that up with a win here. Do you think that's going to be the case? Sid, I'll start with you. I think this is going to be a closer game than what people expect. The 49ers are currently a nine-point favorite. If Seattle wants to pull off an upset, they're going to run the ball consistently with Kenneth Walker to third. I think he's your offensive rookie of the year. And Seattle's defense is going to have to come up with a couple of turnovers. You mentioned, Lakina, this is Brock Purdy's uh, playoff debut, so we don't know how it's going to go. But for the 49ers, they defense must improve. And Christian McCaffrey is going to have to get involved just a little bit more. It'll set up the play-action pass from Purdy to uh, George Kittle, they tight end. Perhaps Debo Samuel will be involved as well since he's now back and healthy. I think Seattle will cover, but we pick winners on this show. I'll go with the 49ers in a close one. Bob, about five points. Christine? I'm going to go with the 49ers, too. You you can't discredit what Geno Smith did this year, though, for Seattle, just because nobody expected them to do as well as they did. I don't think anybody even expected them to even be in the postseason. So uh, with that being said, hats off to Seattle for exceeding those expectations. But the 49ers, again, what I said before, they're the they're the storyline here, I think, and I'm going with the 49ers. Yeah, same same here. I think, you know, see, also keep it close. I mean, these are two division rivals, of course. You know, they, they know each other well. But, uh, yeah, I think see, I mean, San Fran, I think they're getting hot at the right time. You know, Debo is going to be back. Yeah, they got a lot of other guys that are going to be back and healthy. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll pick the 49ers, but in the close one. Now, the nightcap tomorrow night, you got the Chargers and the and the Jags. Unfortunately, Mike Williams got a fractured back. 
He's not gonna be able to play. Yeah, way to way to go, Brandon Staley. Yeah, way to way to go. Have them play. Yeah, have the Chargers play a game and they end up losing that game. So when they had nothing, you know, really to play for. But you know, against the Broncos. But I digress. But uh, yeah. So Christine, you start this one. But the Chargers are still favored, though, oddly enough. But yeah. What's the over and under, Sid? The over under total is forty seven and a half. Okay. What are what are they favored by? Who's favored by what? The Chargers are favored by the point and a half, so it's basically at a pickle. Oh, boy. Well, you know, Jacksonville has surprised me before. I'm, I'm making notes here as I go. I originally have done the Chargers, but I think I'm going to change it to the Jags. I don't know why, but I think I'm going to risk it there and say the Jags because <laughs> they've, they've surprised me this season. I, I think maybe Trevor Lawrence has a handle on it, and – We've all seen what he did when he was at Clemson during postseason play and, and mm-hmm. championships, th- this type of situation. Right. So I think he's going to feel like he's in his element after a year of be- waiting to be in this element. So I'm I'm going to pick the Jags. I think it's going to come down to the defenses for both of these teams. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence, Christine. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence has had a great second half to the year. I like Justin Herbert, the, the quarterback going on the Chargers, but I think he's going to face a fierce, competitive Jacksonville defensive front. I think he's going to cause some problems, and it's also going to come down to the running games for both of these teams, Austin Eckler for the Chargers and Travis uh, uh, Etienne for Jacksonville. Etienne. I think mm-hmm. in a close one, I'm going with Jacksonville by three. Yep. Yeah, I've been back and forth on this one, and I, and like you guys said, I mean, it's definitely a pick em at this point. We know, you know, of course, you know, Warrior Robinson Harris, of course, a former Bear, and we've seen what, you know, they can do. You know, you know Rayshon Jenkins, you know, he picked Dak off of, uh, like twice a few weeks ago when in their upset win against Dallas, so because they're at home, I'll pick the Jaguars, but, you know, again, watch, you know, let's, you know Herbert have like three or four, go for like three or four touchdowns, and Eckler they rush for like two or three, and they end up. And of course, someone from that defense is a pick six, so you know Durham James get pick six or something. So, <laughs> but uh, it'll be just see what happens with that one. But yeah, that should be a fun one. Now, uh, Miami and Buffalo, of course, it looks like Skylar Thompson is gonna get the start, and uh, you gotta think that Buffalo has this new sense of energy now. That you know, of course, Demar Hamlin now he's back home. He's you know, re- you know, he's recovering still, but yeah, he's out of the hospital. I know that I know that uh, it's thir- thirteen and a half. I think the the Bills are favored by. I think yep. the Dolphins will. Yeah, I think the Dolphins will push, but I, but I think the Bills will win this game. I think it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be a blowout. It's all about the Bills' defense, and it's all about the running game as well. Uh, the Dolphins, they're going to have to uh, be aggressive, especially defensively, see if you can uh, force a couple of turnovers early on Josh Josh Allen. If they can, they have more than the puncher's chance, but I don't see that happening. I'm going with the Bills in a route. I'm going with the Bills, too. I, I think Miami is just on their last leg, sort of speak, and, and with Tua not being able to play, I – I, I don't think it's going to go well for, for the Dolphins, even with Tariq Hill. So I'm going to stick with the Bills. Now, okay, second game from the, the Sunday slate, you got the Giants and Minnesota. Now, some people are saying this could be you know the upset, if there are going to be any upsets. I mean, so you start this one for us. I know you said this could be probably one of the, one of the upsets. Of course, these two teams played a couple of weeks ago, and the Vikings had to have uh, Mr. Joseph kick a 61-yarder inside to beat the Giants. 
to 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 win that game. The Giants actually played well in that game. Saquon Barkley had a great game. Uh, the Giants running back, especially in that fourth quarter. But Kirk Cousins, even though he's back in the playoffs again, uh, he's prone to uh, make that crucial mistake uh, in, in 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 clutch situations. He's gotten away with it so far this year. He's having a good year. But uh, it's all about Daniel Jones on the other side for the Giants, guys. And uh, this is his, his playoff debut. Uh, don't pay attention to his passing yards. Pay attention. Pay attention to his uh, to his ability to escape the pocket, and I think it's going to be key for that struggling Minnesota Vikings defense to limit the running lanes of Mr. Daniel Jones. I think Minnesota will will do that. Uh, it's going to be closer than what people think, but I'm I'm picking the Vikings in a close one. It, I don't know if we're going to have another classic finish, but uh, this is, is will uh, get interesting and get physical. So I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings, too, and you got to keep in mind, they are truly a fourth-quarter team, the Vikings. You know, they, they won't mm-hmm. do anything big or significant till probably the second half of the game, and and they have all the elements. I've been saying that all season. They have running backs. They have great, great wide receivers. They have great uh, tight ends. They have it all there. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the one that you got to worry about, unfortunately. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's see if they can put the chains on him this week. I'm picking the Vikings in a in a close one. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think the Vikings will win it um, somehow. I don't trust the Giants. I think we know that both defenses can be very opportunistic. I think the Vikings would probably you know get, make some big defensive plays. If this was in New Jersey, then I'd probably say the Giants. But since it's going to be indoors, like I said, the place is going to be rocking. I'm picking the uh, Vikings now. Two teams that just literally just played last Sunday. They're gonna be playing mm-hmm. on Sunday. That's gonna be the night game on NBC. You got Baltimore and Cincinnati. No Lamar Jackson. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, we were told this is gonna be a one to three week injury. Now it turns out the injury, the, a PCL injury, it turned out it was a lot more serious than we realized. So I think they'll go Wildcats. The Ravens will go wild, Wildcat probably the whole four <laughs> quarters. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, like I, said, I don't know what the what the, the spread is. I know Cincinnati's favored. Yeah, Cincinnati's favored by nine. Ooh, ooh, that that that's kind of hive. So yeah, the Bengals I think will win, but I think the Ravens will. I, I take the Ravens in the under. I'll say that. I'm gonna go with the same pick as I did last week, and that's the the Bengals. I think when it comes to Lamar J- Jackson's injury, to be honest, I don't think Baltimore thought that they were gonna make it this far. That's why they probably made it, his injury seem less serious than what it was. But now that they're in the playoffs, they're like, oh well, we uh we need some explaining to do. So this is his real injury, and he's not playing. And this is what's gonna happen. Cincinnati's gonna win because of it. I'm going with Cincinnati as well. Uh, it's all about Joe Mixon running the football for the Bengals, and their defense is starting to get it together uh, like this time last year when they turned it up on their way to the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow, he, he doesn't have to do too much. I think he'll do uh, just enough. I think it's going to be a tougher game than what people uh, expect, but I'm expecting Cincinnati to win. Yeah, Tyler Huntley, being limited, was upgraded to full practice today. So, yeah, yeah I think he'll probably get – his first playoff start, so yeah, that's gonna be uh, that might end up being probably the one of the bigger blowouts of it. But last game here, this is a Monday night game, of course, you know, for you know different reasons. You got Dallas and Tampa Bay, of course, you know, Brady, you know, playing for I don't know how many this is gonna be his uh time playing in the playoffs. <laughs> Dallas, you know, they've they 
I don't want to say they're living in, but they haven't been playing well the last few weeks. You know, they did win, you know, two of their last, you know, three of their last five, but they haven't been the best. So, you know, this could be interesting, though. But, yeah, uh, Sid, you start this one. Uh, first of all, for the Cowboys, can you run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott and, and Mr. Tony Pollard? Can you do that uh, between those two about 30 times a game? If that's the case, it takes pressure off of Dad Prescott, and Prescott doesn't have to worry about carrying the team and making that uh, a crucial mistake, just like you mentioned about Kirk Cousins earlier, Christine. Mm-hmm. On the flip side for Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, can you score more than 20 points? Can you? Because I think this game will come down to whoever scores more than 20, 20 points will win the game. I do not like either of these teams right now. I know Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I, I really don't want to pick this game, but – yeah, this is picking the the uh, worst of two evils. I'm going with the Cowboys uh, because it's I'm, I'm a, <laughs> good grief. I'm going with the Cowboys. It, Seriously, it it, it, to, what was that, Christine? I was just saying, it all comes down to who wants it more. You know, they both yeah, lost yeah. last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Dallas was like crap last week at Washington, and of course, Tampa didn't. I know Brady played a couple of snaps because they only had the, the division one the week prior. So, you know, Tampa's defense has been struggling all year, and that offense has been worse. It, it, like you said, there's it, been a bunch of drama going on behind the scenes uh, for, for Tampa. It, mm. If you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, uh, you, you you have to cover your head in this time if you lose this on Monday. I, that's all I can say about that. But I'm going with Dallas. Carry on, Christine. I, uh, this is tough. This is just (laughs) tough because you got Dallas who has all the elements, but hasn't really been using them. And then you got Tampa that can be a good team. It just depends on what week it is. I, I've, I've seen Tom Brady play enough to know that he just thrives in playoff situations. And I think some people can agree with me on that, that he just thrives on these types of situations. I don't know if that team can respond to that same energy, though. So because of that, I'm going to pick uh, Dallas. Yeah, I've been back and forth on this one, and I don't know. Like you like you guys, like you said, Christine, I don't know which, which Tampa team are you going to get. Are you going to get the mm-hmm. Tampa team that was actually pretty decent? Uh, you know, in that little stretch that they had, but you know, we're gonna get to Tampa. We've seen lately, so our, our boy Lamont's Lamont, you know, kind of covered that. If Dallas loses, you got to think Mark McCarthy is gonna be, you know, getting this pink slip and link card. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and if Tampa Bay loses, um, will Tom Brady go somewhere else next year? We'll talk about yes. that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said yes. I love how. You- oh God, I mean, this this might be like the worst game of the of the six. I think <laughs> so. Uh, like you said, Chrissy, it's probably going to be on, depending on who wants it more. So, but yeah, I might regret this. I'll, I'll pick the Buccaneers for some reason. I, I think, you know, Brady will tell those guys, come on guys. Well, let's you know, We know we can play better. So let's do it. So yeah, it won't be pretty, but I, I, am sure. I think the Bucks pull it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We might, we might see bad Dak, you know, this time. So I don't know. <laughs> And those of our NFL picks for super wild card weekend, you're listening to second city sports on sports on Chicago. We're live in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine. All right, Christine, before we get to the White Sox and other news, since uh, we still have a few minutes left, uh, I brought up Tom Brady. Uh, should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose on Monday or whenever, if, if Tampa Bay doesn't win the Super Bowl next year, do you see uh, Tom Brady going somewhere else? And if, and if so, which team would that would best fit him for next season? 
as he will turn yep. 46 before he's starting next season? Yes, and I don't know. I, I've gone through a couple of scenarios in my hand. At first, I thought, oh, maybe he can go to the Colts. But then I realized that Matt Ryan technically has another year on his contract. So the Colts are are stuck with him for another year, whether they want him as the starting quarterback or the backup quarterback. That has yet to be seen. No one's going to trade for Matt Ryan anymore. That that value is, is long gone. So I think the Colts are stuck with that. Um, I could see him going to, man, I, Houston. I could see him trying to revive a team and, and go to Houston for a little bit. Um, I can see if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave Green Bay, I could see them doing a little flip-flop. Rodgers goes to Tampa Bay, and, and Tom Brady is our nightmare in the NFC after that. Um but the Packers are so much a salary cap hell. If they trade Aaron Rodgers or cut him before, I think, June 1st, they owe him about $70 million or something like that. I read it. So uh, so that, that's going to be hard. Um, so basically, if Aaron Rodgers wants to uh, – uh, if uh, Green Bay wants a, a little salary cap relief, they'll, uh, Aaron Rodgers will have to retire. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly what's going to happen, and that's it's no stranger to to Tom Brady to come out of retirement. You know, Rodgers could say that that he is retiring, and then hello, I'm with a new team. You know, players have done that so many times before, and the way that Rodgers has been acting the last couple of weeks, he really does think this is it. Like th this is the last time he's playing in Lambeau. It's the last time he's in the NFC North division and, and being in Chicago again. So that's why I think that trade is possible. Um, I also could see Brady as another pick go back to New England one more time. And just because I don't think it's really working out with, with Zappi or however you pronounce his name or, or Mac Jones at the moment. I think Belichick needs, needs a little bit more of a change. And I think with his relationship with Robert Robert Kraft, that Brady could be going back there just so he can really, you know, retire and do a proper send off. Listen to New York Sports Radio. I keep hearing the Jets. Of course, you know Zach Wilson lost the mm -hmm. team this year. I don't think right. Joe Flacco's coming back. He'll be heading no. toward the couch. And of course, I keep hearing also to the Las Vegas Raiders since they uh, unfortunately uh, booted Derek Carr Derek. out the door. Yeah, yeah, that's another option. I mean, there's cool. so many quarterbacks. It, no matter who's out there in the market, there's a lot of places that quarterbacks can go in this offseason. Right. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about Derek Carr for a second. He wrote a very long, I guess, like goodbye yeah. post to the Raiders and their fans. What do you think? I mean, we've heard Indy, we've heard the Jets, we've heard, you know, a few other uh, – I, I even heard some people say the Bears, which, like, okay, we'll get to them in a second. Guys. I, I even said the gonna, Bears. You know, I said that he would be great on the Bears. Just But because. he'll be as a backup, not as a, as a starting quarterback. Exactly. And, and that's why I say that, because Fields hasn't had a true veteran guide him along the way. He hasn't had a real rookie season. And not really anybody to look up to. And I think Derek Carr would be the, the perfect mold for that. I think that would be someone to, for Fields to, to look, look up to and even give him a little bit of competition along the way. I don't think he's going to uh, Washington, though, because I, I brought this up to, to Andy, to my co-host, because he go to Washington. He's not going to Washington because when the NFL were, were probing through emails, the whole Raiders drama started 
because of the emails that they found with the commander's organization. So I don't think he wants to get in another bed of drama after leaving a team now with, with a whole bunch of it. Houston, I think, would be a good pick for him. But if you're talking about a place where you can see yourself playing the rest of your career and raising a young family, I could see him going to South Carolina. I think that would be a great option for him. That would probably be my number one pick for him between South Carolina and Houston. One of those two teams I think he'll go to. Yeah, I think, yeah, Carolina, the Carolina definitely needs a quarterback, so I could definitely see him uh, going there. Now, let's talk about the Bears for a second. Of course, you know, Kevin Warren, they hire a new president, they make it official. He was a Big Ten commissioner for the last few years. Of course, you know, he was the team president for the Vikings. You know, has spearheaded that stadium that they have now up in Minnesota. Some people are already saying that he's really mainly going to do like the business side of it, more or less. You know, the, the Arlington Heights uh, new stadium that's, you know, that still hasn't been approved mm -hmm. yet, but. What do you guys think? We know it's going to be approved soon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be a matter of when, right? At, at this point, exactly. Even though, even though, those, even though Soldier Field, you know, they got this, you know, nice little, you know, video and such. But I think they're thinking about beyond the Bears. They want to host Final Fours. They want to host mm -hmm. Big Ten championships, especially USC and UCLA uh, joining. Uh, not this year coming up, but the but the year year after that. So, uh, what do you guys think of the hire with uh, Kevin Warren? I don't know much about him. In all honesty, I don't know much about him to make a judgment. But from what I've seen, I, I've seen that he's he's a hard worker, that he looks like he's going to be the right fit to move this team in a different direction away from Ted Phillips. Like I said, I was laughing last week when I saw the, oh, Ted Phillips is retiring after 40 years. And I said, no, that lower third should say Ted Phillips is finally retiring after 40 years with the with the Bears organization. So I think this is going to be a good change. And I'll, I look forward to seeing how he works with uh, with not only Ryan Poles, but the rest of the of the Bears staff, including the McCaskey family. Yeah, this is all about the business side, like, as you mentioned, by getting that new stadium deal in Arlington Heights and, and changing the image uh, of this franchise, and not just on the field, but off the field as well. Remember, Kevin Warren uh, made the uh, did some great things in that Big Ten conference in mm -hmm. uh, in college football. He helped get that mega TV deal with those networks. So yeah, he did some great things there. And he worked in the NFL previously, as you mentioned, with the uh, Minnesota Vikings getting their new stadium a few years ago. So uh, this is all about the business side for the Bears. And you have to look at uh, with the Bears, how they're going to market themselves uh, going forward with streaming. And, mm -hmm. and because uh, their contract is up with Fox uh, this uh, was, was yeah. up this year as far as uh, the Bears television network program is concerned with the pre and post game and inside the Bears with Anthony Spice Adams and, and Lawrence Screen, who they do a great job. But uh, it's all about uh, again, again, your uh, name out there. Of course, the Bears are the charter franchise in the NFL, but it's all about marketing your product in new ways going into the future. And of course, it goes with uh, along with that new stadium they're going to have probably in about five, six years. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you know, look, this is going to be more for the business. It'll be interesting if he is involved in the football, you know, aspect of it, but. I think you know Paul's gonna take you know the, the football stuff, and uh, Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Warren's gonna, uh, like you said, City Health Spirit, the new big you know the Big Ten deal with UCLA and USC joining the conference mm -hmm. and, and such. So yeah, I think this is gonna be more for the business part. I, I think. Yeah, I, and, I, and the Bears actually have people in place to handle those things. You don't have to have uh, people that you. We all know in any business is not about what you know, it's who you know. But 
we know the Bacaskis have run this this uh, the, this franchise like a family business after all these years. So, oh, you hung out with Bacaskis twenty years ago. Here's a job for you. You can run the organization. Yeah, people mm -hmm. that know what they're doing, they're experts in a specific field. You put them in place. Uh, hands off for them. Don't meddle in their business. Let them do what they got to do, and that's how business should, businesses should be ran. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Like I said before, I mean, you know, and it, like, you know, I think you know, Lamont said it too, and we said it too. Yeah, he's gonna be there for like more of the business side of it, not really necessarily mm -hmm. the football side. So yeah, we'll be interested to see how they all mesh well together. So it's gonna be interesting as well. Now, uh, of course, we talked about it uh, on Monday. Said uh, Liam Hendricks, the relief pitcher for the White Sox, you know, said that he is suffering from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and will not play at least for right now. You know, as he's getting treatment for. Uh, Cancer, Christine, what are your thoughts? And I know you want to kind of send your thoughts and prayers to him as well. Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I was sad for for him, for his family. It's a it's not a fun diagnosis to to get. You you can only imagine what went through his mind when he when he heard the the word cancer. But I don't think cancer knows uh, the type of person that they're dealing with. He is a a stud on the field, and he's going to be a stud off of it too. Um, I my mom called me the the day that that was announced, and we usually between her and my grandfather we talk a lot about you know Chicago sports. And I said, oh, I thought that you were. Talk, talking to me about what happened to Liam Hendricks and she thought why did he get traded I said no worse like so thoughts to his family thoughts and prayers to his family and and to just have him have him fight this respect his privacy along the way with this too because I think I think Ray Khan said that no one should expect to hear anything the latest the earliest by opening day up until that point I should say yeah, as of course we at Sports on Chicago and Second City Sports send our best to the to Liam Hendricks and his family as he's going through this challenging uh, time. But uh, quickly wrapping up, um, Lakina and Christine, going to the baseball side, you brought up Rickon, Christine. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, I'm being respectful when I say this, but I'm glad I'm not in Rickon's shoes. They probably knew about this for some time, obviously, but they just couldn't say it publicly. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, 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 to fill that closer spot right now, will you go outside the yes. organization to bring one in, or you have to uh, um, um, uh, bring in one of your relievers from that bullpen to try as uh, try as the main mm -hmm. closer? Will you go closer by committee, which we all know doing a long run it doesn't work? But I would not, I would not like to be in Rick Hahn's shoes right now. But I know he's known about this for some time, but uh, it's real now because I, I don't want to say this, but. We still had to deal with the business of baseball. Uh, you you all had to assume that Liam Hendricks uh, will not pitch uh, pitch for the White Sox this year, and I know he's he's a free agent after this year. Um, but you, you'll have to go uh, as business as usual. Uh, and Rick Hines is going is already in a tough spot. I think you have to look at the wording and how they how they made the announcement. I I don't know what stage he is with this, but it, but it sounds the doctors like, caught it early. Hmm. Yeah, it, so it sounded like that there is some hope that he's gonna be at one point pitching this year. It's not gonna be right away. It's not gonna be in the middle right. of the season. It could be, you know, September for all we know. But um, I know one thing: it's hard to replace a, a fiery mentality like Liam Hendricks, the energy that he brought on the field and, and in the clubhouse, that's irreplaceable. I said this 
if it wasn't last week, it was the week before that I think he is probably one of the best closers since Bobby Jenks. And, and that hasn't been with the White Sox in a long time. So if, if they see a future with Liam Hendricks and a, and a future beyond the organization uh, with the organization, I think they're going to stay in house and look at the bullpen for someone that could potentially take that closing spot. Maybe it's a rookie. Maybe it's someone that we, that we don't even know of yet in the organization that could step up to the plate literally and, and take on that role until Liam Hendricks is strong enough to, to come back. They, they try to, Oh, I, I can't remember Clay, Clay Kershaw. They, they try to, to have a little duel between him and, um, and Liam, when they were saying, all right, who's going to be the closer? I will, I'll never forget that day because I think I it was the game that they just got him on the team. And they did the, the whole light show. You know this, Sid, being at the mm-hmm. games. They did the whole light show for Liam. And it, it's something that I have never seen before for a closer pitcher to have that type of a theatric and, and performance like that before he even gets on the mound. So that just says to me, the White Sox believe in him, believe in his abilities, and believe that he's going to fight the the good fight and and beat this cancer. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can do, of course, our thoughts and prayers and get well soon to Mr. Hendricks. Now, real quick before we before we disperse here, what are you guys looking forward to this this weekend? I know, uh, I know you were well. Well, first, Chrissy, I'll say this. You know, I know you were shocked by. Uh, Georgia basically dominating TCU for the national championship game. What, what was your uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm dived. I wasn't shocked at all. I thought, well, I thought that this was going to be a game, not a beatdown. So I think around <laughs> the second quarter, I I just said, oh, forget it. Like this, this is a lost cause. What are you going to do? I'm happy for uh, my South Dakota Jackrabbits, though they they got their FCS yeah. championship finally. Hmm. Finally, yeah, it was finally, right? Game. They've been close. Yeah, so that was that was a fun game to watch, and yeah, so I'm I'm excited to the wild card weekend. Uh, real quick before we head, I know we got less than two minutes left. Uh, going back to the White Sox and much, um, uh, want to say happier news. Uh, the White Sox released uh, details about adding a 500 level, uh, two new bars, yes. uh, to the 500 level in sections 516 and five. 46 for the upcoming 2023 season. Re- more details will be released very soon, but it sounds like that all fans will be ac- can access the, this bar, whether you, you you have a ticket at the upper deck level or you, the club level or the lower level. All fans are available, uh, will be available, uh, available fans, obviously you attend the game, will can right. visit those two bars in the upper day. So, Christine, um, <laughs> if you sit in the lower level, you could visit the upper deck, not just to go say hi to your friends. You're going to take a drink as well. Boy, nice. I mean, if that upper, that's a rough level, the upper, upper level, because it really is away from everything else. So to give them an opportunity to have some entertainment right. up there, I think mm-hmm. that's great. It's a great Yeah, addition. because as of right now, yeah, as of right now, not to cut you off, Christine, but real quick, no, yeah. as of right now, uh, if you had an upper upper deck ticket you cannot walk around the the, the low, lower level now, i don't know if that's still gonna be in the fact but as of right now everybody who has a ticket no matter where you say you can visit those two bars up there in the upper deck yeah that's awesome and i'm 
I'm not saying when it will be, but I'm looking to have my bachelorette party at a White Sox game. So bring it on. That's what what I'm all about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I guess we give Christina an idea. Right. Yeah, yeah. we might have that. But she she would be the first person to have their bachelorette bachelorette party over at at, uh, you know, I'm not well. I'm not gonna call. But at the new name. spot, though, the new upper deck right. spot, though. I that might, yeah, that might. I'm not, I like being close to the field. I'm a little selfish in that way. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah, of course. You have the the Cubs convention you know, going on this weekend, so yeah. So I'm sure Marquee will have uh, coverage of that all weekend, so you guys can check that out if you mm-hmm. can. Of course, like like you said, Christine, you got Super Wild Card Weekend, you got mm-hmm. college football, college college hoops, I should say, and NBA mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, you got some great great stuff coming up uh, with this uh, long weekend. You, with that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's going to be on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me at Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb. And don't forget, you can, of course, you can, you know, you can watch us anytime, any place you want on Roku, on Roku TV if you have the app, or if you, you know, just you know, you have the little stick with you. You know, just you know, like you said right there, just go to Roku Television. Mm-hmm. You know, any any device, you know, whether it's you know, your smartphone, your PC, your television. Like I said, you can, you can check our show, Sean and Maya, um, the Smoke Fellas, and What's Up, Cuz. Other, we, I know we got some other shows too that are doing. I know, I know Maya's doing a, a spiritual and wellness show that oh, well, that she does, or you know, just for the Roku uh, app. So look, mm-hmm. you know, just check it out and such. You know, you can watch and listen to our shows wherever you want. Also, to our War Media, don't forget you can listen to us. You know, wherever you get your podcast. Um, on war media so uh yeah our buddy Kyle will, will uh post this you know later today and you know it'll be right there for you yes yeah, so enjoy the weekend everybody super wild card weekend she's looking at the mission uh the bulls uh we won't um uh, wreck your brain christine okay. uh, we'll ask you about them next week but the, okay. uh, the yeah. bulls will be playing on sunday before heading out to paris to take on the pistons uh, uh next thursday we have the nfl of course college hoops and everything else going on is for Lakina, Christine, I'm Sid. This has been Second City Sports or Sports on Chicago. And yes, we'll be back on Monday, even though it's a holiday. It's an important one, as you well right. know. Right. So, yeah, Lakina, I- take us home. All right. So, yeah, be safe out there. And folks, like I said, we will be back on Monday despite the long holiday weekend. Well, look, you, you can listen to us and you know, get your tell your friends to watch this to us as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're off on Monday. So, yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't sweat it. Uh, yeah, you know, go, go Bulls. You know, don't make fools of yourselves. Holla. (laughs) Holla.